Today's show is brought to you by Actual 5-Hour Energy. This is not a fake ad. Today's show is literally brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, for these morning shows, thankfully, is your co-host, Spaz. Brought to you by Not Enough Caffeine. Yeah, I might need another 5-Hour Energy later today. <laughs> After maybe four hours, I'll need another five. <laughs> I've already uh, found one rock star, and I'm still going. So we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. I don't know. Rockstar does nothing for me, which is weird. Like you think all these energy drinks would like have a similar effect, but like the only one of those that works for me is the monsters. That's the only one that works for me. Maybe Red Bull, but Red Bull ugh, tastes like I'm drinking liquid Smarties. It's just too, uh, yeah. too Very wait, it's, it's just too tart. It's just too tart for me. But, uh, but folks, we have a okay. Oh, I'm gonna butcher all this. I should have asked how to say all this before we started, man. Uh, joining us from Kajani, Finland. Was I close? It's close. It's close. What, Kajani you, would be Kajani. 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 Mm-hmm. It's a silent J. Excuse me. Okay, I should have asked you how to say your name. So, <laughs> no, it's more we, fun this way. Here we go. Oh, oh great. Okay. Uh, joining us from Kayani, Finland. Uh, here we go. Sazu Kempainen. Perfect. Really? No. Almost. It's, it's very good. It's very good. Okay. Because I, I thought the second S should sound more like a Z. That's what my brain did. Um, is that is that correct or no? It's it's oh, it's sorry. a soft. It's a sasu. Sasu, sasu. Yeah. Okay. But, I'm so uh, sorry. I some, sometimes get called sasu, which is fun. I, it I works think, for me. I don't I don't know where I learned that. Probably some other foreign language class about some other <laughs> language or something. Um, but yes, welcome back, friends. If if you're Thank not you. aware, if you're not aware, we had sasu. Uh, I'm just gonna say Sazu. I'm sorry. That's just what my I, I, I that's just what my brain's gonna do. I hope I, I, that's what's okay. Um, that works for me. Thank you. Uh, we had Sazu back on in I think 2014 ish, maybe 2015. I think it was 2014 to talk mm. about their last um, planetary artillery game, Interplanetary, which. I want to talk about before we get to Warbital because that's that game has also had an interesting history, which I want to talk about. Um, if you're not aware, both Interplanetary and Warbital are kind of, uh, I would say they have scorched earth in their uh, in their lineage. You know the the tank artillery game. You know what I'm talking about, right? A little bit of worms. Yeah, a little bit of worms. Uh, but it takes it totally takes it to another level with the the orbital mechanics. So we had you back on a while ago to talk about interplanetary, which didn't really have, if I recall, much of a plot or a story. It was more like just shoot things. But then you mm-hmm. had um, the enhanced edition of interplanetary. Now, how did that come about? Uh, well, enhanced edition that was. Um Actually, that was released 2017, the original Interplanetary uh, in Early Access 2014 and 2015 was the uh, uh, actual release. So uh, we got the chance to do Enhanced Edition. We actually got the 
backing from Team 17 uh, to do this. Uh, we were kind of like uh, looking for this kind of publishing deals for it at the time. And one of the things about, uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to do Enhanced Edition, well, basically there were lots of, uh, because Interplanetary was one of our, well, it was basically our first big game like that. Uh, and the, we had some issues with the net code and this kind of uh, problems that we just could not fix because of the um, problems with the actual engine uh, that we made a bit messily because, you know, we we're just trying our best at the time. So uh, that was one of the reasons why we actually wanted to sort of uh, redo this whole thing and do this enhanced edition on uh, top of a kind of a newer engine. So basically build the whole game up uh, again from ground up so we can add some of the features that the players had been requesting and also well our secret plan at the time was also to build some base for the possible um, like uh, games afterwards uh, mainly Warbital at the time we were already, already kind of uh, thinking about that possibility at the time right and uh, and how did uh, how, when did you guys start working on Warbital uh when did we start working on it? That's a that's a good question. I I think um, we sort of like a enhanced edition came out in two thousand seventeen. So our proper work on Warpital started in two thousand eighteen, actually. But before that, we had some little plans and prototypes and things like this. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm a bit hazy on the exact dates here, but it's no, kind of overlaps. Okay, and, and one now, folks, if you're not aware of what these games are, I mean, we mentioned it, but basically, um, <clears throat> like if you remember games like Worms or Scorched Earth, the worms or the tanks were the platforms by which you launched the weapons. But in these games, you have a map of a solar system, and it's the planets uh, that are the platforms by which um, or from which. I think either works. Um, sorry, my brain. <laughs> I think uh, so. The planets are the platforms that you use to launch the weapons, and um, and so it, it it adds this level, this this complication of orbital mechanics to it, where you have some weapons that will only shoot in a straight line, so you got to wait till your planet comes back around so you can aim it right. And some plan, some gun, like, and because you're on a sphere, you know, you can't shoot every gun every time, you know, because like it's pointing away from the damn things, enemies. So it really adds a level of, um, I don't want to say complication because that sounds bad, but, um, skill complexity. complexity. Thank you. Yeah, it adds a level of complexity that a lot of other games don't have. And Warbital. I mean, not only you, you've kept it pretty straightforward, but like so much else has gotten a revamp. Like the AI yeah, yeah. is astounding in this game. Oh yes, yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna forward that to our AI guy because I, I also I'm really, really, really happy how how it got uh, oh how we God. progressed with that. It kicked my I I played I played a little bit of the campaign, which was challenging. And then I played oh, yeah. several skirmish maps after because I'm like, oh, the campaign, you know, got me a little ready for the different weapons and the different things. I'll try mm -hmm. some skirmish maps. I have not won one 
skirmish game. <laughs> oh man, I think we made it a bit too hard, but, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I mind that. Normal, I don't destroyed. Yeah, we did get some. I did. I, uh, later on, we did do a little bit of a patch for uh, actually for the campaign to make it a little bit easier. But alongside that, we also patched in an extreme mode that's like, like I don't know who can beat that. Like I, I have difficulty with that one, <laughs> but it's really fun to just kind of challenge yourself. Yeah, it's really just amazing to watch the. Um, it's amazing to watch the AI play the game so well. Because, like, with a lot of games with AI, like, things can be fudged behind numbers or things can be fudged under the under the hood, you know? But with this mm. game, you see everything. You see everything. Mm, there, there, yeah, there, I mean, I don't think there's anything they can hide. I mean, you see what they build. You see how they aim, you know, and everything. And uh, so it's like, yes, there's stuff going on under the hood, but it's like, they can't really cheat, you know? A little bit sometimes. You know, the oh, impossible really? AI setting, uh, that, that does cheat <laughs> a little bit with the, with the resources and stuff. Uh, oh. But that's, that's just for fun, you know? We have the impossible AI always have just for an extra challenge and like name, name it in such way so that we can kind of allow it to do these little cheats. But people have been beating those pretty easily also once they like uh, practice. Yeah, that's what was, that's that's where I was getting at. Like, this is a game that requires like actual skill, and the and you could tell that the AI is also tapping into that as well, because it'll miss. Mm. You know, if it, I, I've seen it miss, you know, which is great. You know, it, it feels because you you don't want an AI that's perfect that never misses. You know, you want an AI that I mean, this is this is something people complain developers complain about all the time like no one wants a perfect ai they want an mm. ai that is fallible that feels like a person like they don't want to, like i don't want to play against actual people because i don't really like most other people uh so i want an ai that gives me like a good challenge that a person might give me and when you see them miss and when you see them you know uh not build everything like 100 percent efficiently uh that's great and uh, even though the AI has kicked my ass every time, I've never felt like it was because I did something wrong. I, it was it was never I never felt like it like had um, some kind of godlike powers over me. You know what I mean? It was like, nope, this was pretty much my fault. <laughs> That's very nice to hear. Yeah, it's, it's it's an I'm not good enough yet kind of exactly. thing, rather than the AI is too good. Exactly. Exactly, and that is really nice to see because getting good AI is challenging. You know, like mm. like I could count, I think, on one, maybe two hands, the amount of games where the AI is actually really excellent. Like what? Unreal Tournament, uh, Pandora, this yeah, no, nothing really comes to mind. <laughs> that's that's very high praise. Like I, I was actually really floored with this when. Uh, well, it of course it took a long time. We were in a beta for uh, quite a while too, for many months right. at the, before launch, and uh, that of course gave gave us a lot of time to work on these little details. And we had like a, a specific guy working on exclusively on the AI for this whole time. So he did a really good job. 
That's interesting because you don't hear – I don't know if I've ever heard that or maybe I haven't heard it much where there's there's a sole person dedicated to the AI. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think it probably does happen, but we we had this chance to chance to do it. Of course, like uh, um, it's just this project because we're sort of a small company. Uh, we s- often do like uh, smaller projects on the side, also. So he was working on another another project also, but uh, for Warpital he was exclusively, and I guess most of the time he spent on Warpital and it was uh, exclusively on the AI. Uh, but you can tell that a lot of work has been put into the AI because it gives a really satisfying challenge, and mm. and and this game is very challenging. I mean, this is not it's not a, it's not just you know point and shoot. It's you have to. I, that's the thing, though. I mean, I, I'm jumping all over the place. I apologize, but it's early morning and I'm I'm barely caffeinated. Um, games that deal with orbital mechanics can be very too complicated. Like one of the reasons I don't play Kerbal Space Program very often is I think it's a little too complicated to be fun for me. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people love it. I know it's very popular and it's great. And I know a lot of people love it and that's great, but it's just too complicated for me. But when you have a game like yours, I've not tried the gamepad controls. I must admit I've been using solely mouse and keyboard. But when you have something that makes uh, dealing with orbital mechanics so straightforward, that's really something great because, you I mean, that's hard to do. I think I only know like one other game that does it as well as this, and that's um, Adios Amigos. Oh. Which I, don't, I don't know if you've played, but... No, I have, have, I'm not familiar. Oh, hmm. oh you should you check that out. It's so great. It's so great. Um, but that, give it a try. Yeah, that, that game also deals very heavily with orbital mechanics, but it also makes them accessible, is what I'm getting at. Hmm. So you- I think like that accessibility was uh, really important here, especially like I uh, I have to say that Warpital a lot of it was just uh, answer to interplanetary in a way because interplanetary is sort of serious and uh, yeah uh, turn based and. Uh, you know that kind of a that kind of a game and afterwards it's kind of it's kind of a funny story how how it turned out like um, we were working on a couple of different projects afterwards interplanetary also at the enhanced edition at the time and starting to feel a little bit like i'm not going to say burned out but a little bit like oh this interplanetary project is it's just lasted um, since 2013 or something uh, so kind of had this feeling all of a sudden like hey why don't we go for something like let's just take the same base idea but ditch all the realism and and just go for the like as fun things as we can come up with and put them there and and make it real time and everything like that so like make this chaotic little weird goof off game that does does sort of like um I almost felt like while thinking about this concept at first that it's almost like a parody of interplanetary, just making fun of all the science <laughs> that, that we tried to try to put in there and just do the dumbest things, like you can punch the planets off the orbits and those kind of stuff. And just, I, actually, uh, I actually had that happen once, and it was so frustrating because there was nothing I can do to get it back. I just like oh you you just got to learn to use the weapons because there's like a. a and lots of players have a strategy that they do that on purpose because it really can help. 
Right, but I didn't think at the time to use the recoil yeah, of the yeah. weapons to push me back. So I just kept drifting and drifting and drifting. It's like, oh, God, this is terrible. But it was hilarious. But it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. But it was hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> was like, uh, that was like from the from the early prototype when uh, when we were testing this idea. We went to the uh, game development school that uh, is here in Kajani that I think most of us actually graduated from. Uh, oh, wow. We went there to test the game and... Uh, just at that point, we knew that this was going to work nicely because the people who who were playing that game, they just started laughing and shouting and everything. Like, like we knew that this was the right right uh, thing that we were going for, just to make it weird and funny with planets exploding and uh, not not so serious and uh, like interplanetary was. Right, and it, and you're right that it is satisfying when you score a good hit. You know, it feels really good because you're not always sure you're going to score a good hit. You know, you might miss yeah. by like a fraction of an inch and it might fly over the plan. You're like, ah, because even that when you get it, you earned it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Which is really, really nice. Uh, Actually, something that I wanted to mention uh, still about the um, how how the Warpital came, we came up with the idea. Uh, okay. One of the things we had an interplanetary on the steam forums uh, there was a thread about someone asking if we could make a mod for interplanetary or a, or a mode where uh, it would be real time instead of turn based and that at the time sounded like what like you can't do that but it's sort of the idea just kept growing and just thinking later on like maybe we could do this as a separate game and that's sort of like one of the seeds of the idea so i always have to remember to mention that forum thread because that was important part i have to wouldn't it be cool if has led to so many different ideas becoming (laughs) games i do have to admit though one of the reasons i only have a little bit of time in the game is because because it's real time it actually gives me anxiety mm. it actually gives me anxiety yeah well the, i i guess there's also like when you're just starting out and you're not like super confident with all the all the mechanics yeah. and whatever and the ai is just hammering at you like yeah i i get that i think like probably it's it's a it's kind of um it's kind of a harsh game in that way that uh, of course be. there's oh, there's yeah. there's the sandbox where you can try things out but otherwise right. if you try to go to a match and you don't know what's going on then yeah i get that yeah i mean it, and this is not a knock against your game it's just like i find that as i get older if if games make me a little anxious like uh like i need like i'll play something else <laughs> because like i don't need well, that anxiety. A lot of games <laughs> there are, yeah. yeah and uh yeah that's yeah i've i've found as i get older there are fewer games i type types of games i play because mm. they give me like i can't really play xcom style games anymore i just can't oh because it's like i'm gonna move that little guy over there and he's gonna get shot to death it's like nope can't do it just i'm too i don't want him to get shot <laughs> i'm done oh yeah yeah you just gotta quit and start all over <laughs> Yeah, but it's weird. Like, if I'm in direct control of something, like an Assassin's Creed or a Risk of Rain, I got no problems, you know? Mm -hmm. But if I'm controlling, like, three other guys, like, no, God. (laughs) It's it's weird. It's weird. As I get older, I find things are definitely changing in my brain. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so the the real time does make it a lot more stressful for people like me. But that's, in a way, I think a good thing because – 
this thing gets so hectic, especially the oh, more yeah. planets you add. It's just, it's, but it's hilarious. Like I've seen some matches that are just goddamn funny. <laughs> and chaos, chaos is, is the key word that we've always like tried to go with this. Like even even when the there's a possibility to balance something, if we had a possibility to balance something perfectly or make it a bit more chaotic, we'll go for the chaotic for this game because it's just it's just funny. Which is, which is <laughs> and, nice uh, because it's just nice because so many games are so like oh it has to all be balanced it has to all be balanced. No, it doesn't. No, 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 it doesn't. You can let things That's be a little. True. Yeah. You can you can let the like one of the reasons people still play say Master of Magic is because you can become so goddamn overpowered in that game <laughs> that you know you're you're changing the terrain, for example, and whatnot. But that's fine. It's a single player game, whatever. Uh, but to do mm. that in a multiplayer game where you have stuff that's a little overpowered. Uh, but maybe you need to get through a couple of tiers to get to it is fine. You know, like, yeah, it's still, still yeah, works someone pretty else well. Could, someone else could uh, use their own strategy. And because you have more of a long burn to get to where you need to be in order to be that, that overpowered, someone else with a, a faster build strategy, they put out a bunch of refineries to start off with, and they're just cranking out their tears before you can get to where you need to be mm. you can get yeah. they can rush you and then you don't have a chance to do what you want to do because your opponents haven't let you get there yeah and there is like um we spend a lot of time on making making it like a pleasantly balanced or at least trying to do that but um the, like we've gone from the very beginning we've been aware that uh, just the main concept of this game this chaotic space thing where the fragments of planets uh, fly everywhere and explode other planets and you get derailed and you just get uh, spawned on different orbits that it's not going to be like 100 percent uh well what i'm trying to say that luck is involved in this game but uh We've just wanted to actually just embrace that and go in the direction where that makes it fun. Yeah, and and it is fun. I mean, it's definitely challenging and it's chaotic and it's stressful. But it like the weapons are so silly and the graphics are so colorful. Like you can't ever be mad at it. Like even when you lose, you're like, I get it. That was funny. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's really, really what I really wanted from the game, that uh, that you, people wouldn't just get really mad when, when they lose, because that's going to happen a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, every every time I lost a skirmish, I was never mad, because like, yeah, I see what I did wrong. Or yeah, they, they, they built better than I did, you know, or whatever. And one thing I love is that even though there aren't a lot of weapons, there's what, about a dozen? Maybe about uh, a dozen? There's actually... Less Wait, I that? have the exact number here. The 78 weapons, so there's quite a bit. 78? Oh, right. I'm thinking the different factions have different weapons. I forgot about that. Oh, part. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's like all together. Uh, but it, it's a bit of a shame that uh, like we, then you need to unlock many of them. So right. we didn't get as many of these like uh, YouTube videos that we wanted of people playing with the actual like the, like the real fun weapons that we put at the very end. Oh, okay, I've gotten nowhere near that. But I was just going to say, like, I love how, like, if you want to focus on, say, the manual rocket thing that you shoot a rocket and then you have to control it, it's pretty powerful, you know? Mm. 
but it's so easy to miss. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, or it, get it's shot kind down. of easy, easy to shoot, shoot down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you can have like four Gatling guns if you wanted to go more defensive, you know, uh, and like maybe just a couple of other like more longer range weapons to hit your enemies with. Um, so yeah, there's so much going on. And I, I love how you've you forced people to think on their toes because like each planet only has what eight, mm-hmm. um, eight, eight sectors, bu- eight sectors, to build. and you you like when you start you're like I'm just going to build a couple of guns and a couple of refineries, and that's it. It's like no, you can't just build one and done. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you gotta keep replacing them all the time. Exactly, and that is—I learned that late. I, I did not. I for me, it was like, oh, this is gonna work for the entire game. Nope, <laughs> no, it's not. Well, of course, like you can you can keep upgrading them, and they actually the early tier weapons they become pretty strong. But uh, you probably still want to have at least one uh, tier three weapon at some point because they do so much damage, and lots of them are really cool. Yeah, and you also have to you... think about placement too. Mm. Yeah, that's a big factor because you may be able to put your your weapons all on one side, but not be able to use them three fourths of the time if you do that, or or you have to use them in a way so that you can arc their orbit around and hit the the opponent on the other side. That's yeah, yeah. You you do like if you want to do well, you should really think about strategy and tactics sometimes. Like. Uh, we often do these uh, events where we go play with the players, like usually on Fridays or Thursdays. Uh, and um, the last time, like, I often just kind of like go try weird, crazy things on those play sessions. But that's just, it, it's really funny. But the dumbest thing I just recently did that I I, I fired, like, um, I wonder what it was, like a nuke or some really powerful shot at the enemy while I was actually using an orbit swap on them, which would eventually swap my planet's place with them. So I, like, fired that nuke at myself. And, uh, well, that's that's <laughs> it was a really fun moment. <laughs> I'll remember that for a long time. But, man, you really do have to sometimes think what you're doing in this game. Wait, you fired a nuke at yourself? Yeah, because there's this weapon called orbit swap. That when you fire it on another planet, uh, it starts flashing for a moment, but then after a couple of seconds, it switches the positions of your planet with that other planet. Whoa! So for <laughs> some reason, I fired an orbit swap at the planet and then nuked the planet, and before it just swapped, swapped the planets, and basically I got nuked by myself. So, yeah, <laughs> congratulations me. <laughs> That's if the timing had been better. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's just kind of just for fire and forget, <laughs> I guess. That's kind of amazing that you can do that in the first place. Now, oh yeah, that that's that's a great weapon. I think. What are some of the would you say crazier weapons that you've implemented in the game? That I mean, I clearly haven't seen them, but like, what are maybe some of the craziest and or your favorites? 
Uh, I'm I'm a fan of some of these weapons that have uh, sort of like a combo potential with each other. Uh, there's uh, I don't know how many people actually know about this, but there's this weapon called Mist, Mist Dispersion. It's on uh, Terrain Tier Three, and uh, when you fire it, it uh, it breaks into this big cloud of mist that uh, exists there for a long time, and it slows down all the projectiles that go through it. It's a really good defensive uh, thing and everything like that, but it has a secret uh, mechanic that some of the weapons have. Uh, when you fire uh, fire weapons at it, like, um, let's say, like a flamethrower, it actually bursts into this um, smoke screen that hides everything that's un- under the weapon, uh, under basically the smoke screen. So you can you can just fire that around and no one will be able to see you there in the game at all or or you can fire secret shots from there like that's one of the weirdest things that i think that uh, lots of people don't even know about then this uh, star drive is an amazing uh, weapon is that it just once you uh, activate it it automatically derails your planet from the orbit and you can move move it around like a spaceship and if you build some spikes on front of the planet which are these kind of buildings that sort of like you can use a planet to ram other planets off their orbits by just driving at them with star drive and oh i i could go on <laughs> there's oh, a couple wonderful. of really fun ones that's wonderful and the mint of the sun yeah sure of course uh, and you know you, you can you can you can also derail the sun because that's the my actual favorite weapon is world rammer which is uh it's an it's a uh, unlocked by default why by, by many of the factions uh if you fire it to a planet it derails the planet from its orbit and it's the planet suddenly at the mercy of the gravity and it's not like stuck on the orbit line like they usually are and uh, it can bounce to other planets and they can get derailed but actually if you keep firing that world rammer at the sun uh, like i think currently is it like four times or five times the sun gets derailed and it starts moving around the solar system and it can collide with your planets and it's just chaos oh dear god <laughs> That sounds awful and amazing and awful and amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had had like one match a couple of times uh, a little while ago where two players were actually like playing a sort of a ping pong with the sun. The sun was between <laughs> the two planets, and they were shooting at the sun. So it was like, no, don't come here, get to that guy. And eventually, the sun couldn't take it anymore, so it exploded into a black hole. Oh god! <laughs> I think oh, that like. Can happen. <laughs> yeah, it feels like people who pro- haven't played the game probably think I'm just making all this up because <laughs> we just added a lot of these like uh, like weird mechanics in the game that well, most of them do make sense, but there's like for example the uh, lasers uh, can get fused into each other if you shoot them at the right right time and you can you can basically like if you if you fire your laser at the enemy's laser uh they kind of like fuse together and make a super laser but it's really 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 difficult to use to your advantage <laughs> but don't, you can still do it sometimes don't cross the streams basically yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, at this, yeah. this point i am wondering if there will ever be a mode in which you have a reflective wall surrounding the arena you're in, the the solar system you're oh, in, that'd be funny. and anything that hits it will reflect off. Oh, we have the opposite actually. Currently, we have um, uh, we have the 
three different solar system types in the game, and one of them is called Broken Utopia. Uh, it in it the sun is uh, an, enveloped by this Dyson sphere sort of AI, and uh, if you fire at that AI, it will bounce back your projectiles. It's not on the on the sides, but it's on the very center. So you can you okay. can. You can do that, and you can just uh, mirror your shots at the enemies. But if you do that too much, of course, that AI gets really, really mad and starts firing their own uh, own projectiles at you. <laughs> now, one thing um, that this game has that the original didn't, if I recall, well, not the original, but Interplanetary, is like a campaign. I don't recall that Interplanetary had a character-driven no, campaign, campaign like this one does. But it's not just character-driven. You have three factions with their own styles and weapons and everything, and they've got like their own little different timelines and whatnot. Hmm. Like, thing- yeah, that was uh, when we, we were still planning on launching Warpital for consoles. Uh, eventually, <laughs> we don't we don't know the time yet, but uh, that was one of the main reasons why we wanted to do this campaign mode for Warpital. It wasn't in the very original plans to do that. Uh, that's basically because uh, for consoles, you, I think it's on all consoles nowadays that you have to pay dues online. So we just wanted something a bit more for the single player experience. Right. So that people who, who don't have the paid online, they can also enjoy that. But the campaign's also really funny. Like it's really oh, that's <laughs> nice to hear. I, I did yeah. see you play it. I like the writing. I yeah. do like the writing. It's very oh, thank funny. Thank you very much. And, and very silly, but I but I also like how each of them are a little different. Like they're all their own little contained timelines. Like in one timeline, like you'll have one planet destroy the other planet, but in the other timeline, that second planet destroys the first planet. You know, mm. so they're. A I was kind of thinking something like, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking something like Command and Conquer, uh, how how they used to do those things. Like, uh, like uh, they sort of like in, in the. What is G- GDI ending? The GDI wins, and the not ending, not wins. Right. They don't kind of like work together like that. Right, it was the exactly. first time I was I was doing this kind of uh, writing, and <laughs> I had a really fun fun time with that. So I'm I'm glad that people uh, seem seem to have liked. It. Yeah. So tell us about the three factions, because um, you have you have kind of like the original faction, and then you kind of have. Well, you kind of have the really technological faction, and like, how would you describe the three different factions? Yeah, well, there's the usually start with Terrain. That's that's the uh, basically this is sort of like uh, gameplay wise, it's um, defensive and offensive in a sort of a balance. It's sort of like the basic uh, faction. They're sort of um, conservative in a way uh, that. The weapons are sort of um, not not quite as far out as than the as the other factions have. It's sort of based on the sort of the little background story that we did tell in the interplanetary the Terrain faction is, and uh, the Terrain are led by the leader Rem Amasho, with a weird name again from interplanetary originally. Uh, sort of like these little connections here and there, and these. Uh, Faction leaders sort of like they work as your announcers in the game that they let you know when you're hitting the enemy and when they're hitting you and that kind of stuff and you can dress them in costumes, whatever. And uh, the second faction is uh, Lucid, which is uh, all all about these like really powerful weapons and um, 
uh, one of their weapons, for example, well, everyone everyone has this sort of like a basic railgun weapon that you just fire at at the enemies and do the normal target line line of it, uh, the basic weapon. And the Lucid actually they fire three shots at once, and um, of course when you upgrade it a bit more, so it's 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 all about firing a lot of projectiles at your enemies, doing a lot of damage. And I guess one of the signature weapons would be uh, the evacuator, which which actually explodes your planet when you use it, and you get to evacuate on a new one. So you can use the charge of your planet to actually cause damage to the enemies. Yeah. And then there's the celestials. That's um, that's the. Um, that's the really de- technological faction that's kind of like goes very overboard almost to the uh, well pretty much to the realm of fantasy with the technology everything sort of sci-fi-ish explained in weird techno babble but it's like really weird like you can you can fire these portable black holes and and you have orbit boosters that let your planet go faster on your orbit and derailment and the, you know the star drive that i was mentioning earlier so basically to sum up i guess there's a terrain that's sort of like uh, I tend to call it like the Mario. It's the basic. Like it, it does defense well. It has uh, uh, defensive shields and weapons. And then there's the Lucid. That's a really good on attack. And um, Celestials are just crazy technological wizards. And basically, when you're playing the campaign, um, you get the you get this kind of currency that unlocks. Um, like clothing and other and other stuff. It doesn't like it's not like kind of a pay to win type anything where you. No, you do unlock weapons also with that, but oh, okay. uh, we try to make it very carefully so that uh, your initial loadout is uh, basically as good as any. But uh, the weapons that you unlock later are just weirder and more fun. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's where. That's where balance can be really handy is like making that, you know, initial loadout effective. So that, that yeah, that, that I, makes I hope. Sense. Yeah, I hope it worked out. Well, I, I, I couldn't tell you because I haven't won a match, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, I also like that. Um, so you have this great campaign. There's what, four or five missions? For each, yeah, there's four uh, missions faction. per each uh, faction, and this is this is basically the story of how they how they ended up on different planets and started this uh, uh, war between them, and uh, sort of like um, just trying to trying to come up with the weirdest things to justify the weird mechanics of this game, and I had a really <laughs> lot of fun with that. I I could tell because it's very silly, it's very cartoonish. It's, it, it gets very dark at times. Like, I just shot my yeah, own yeah. city. I just shot my own city <laughs> just to make a point. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you, dude? Oh, my God. I, I have a weird liking uh, to these kind of sort of like uh, silly but weirdly serious at the same time. Like, I guess you could call Hitchhiker's Galaxy something like that. Not that Warbeetle's anything like Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Like, Hitchhiker's Guide can get dark when it really wants to, but stays funny. Like hmm. I, I always think about when they go to the restaurant, and the cow's like, "I'm gonna be, I, I'm, I'm gonna go and shoot myself now." It's like oh, this yeah. whole, <laughs> that, like that's it's funny, but it's also like, oh, that's, I mean, yeah, I guess it's it's great to have a genetically engineered cow that wants to die for your food, like more than a yeah, cow that's that, like a that does. It's like a weird point there too. Yeah, exactly, but it's still like 
still dark. It's like that's always stuck with me, like as one of the darker moments in that entire series. Like, whoa! <laughs> it's such a yeah, little thing, but it's it sticks with you. Um, so, besides the campaign, you have multiplayer and single player uh, skirmishes as well, mm-hmm. and uh, you can. Am I remembering correctly that you can also get points to unlock things by playing the skirmishes as well? Yeah, you you can get it from pretty much everywhere. Um, not not well, even tutorial, I guess. Yeah, pretty much every mode you can get the points. Like uh, generally in the uh, we call it dark matter in campaign. Once you finish a mission, mission you get uh, some cosmetic unlocks and you get some dark matter to unlock uh, cosmetics or weapons. Uh, but in like these skirmishes. You get dark matter by f- shooting down gold asteroids or whatever you have on that solar system. It kind of changes on the solar system type. And when you uh, explode planets, you also get dark matter. And it, when you win or lose, basically, you, you every time you play a match, you get some dark matter at least. Oh, right. Um, okay, but you get... So if you blow up like... Oh, I see. So if I blow up uh, like three or four different planets... You get more dark matter in the end out of that? Mm-hmm. It, okay. Because yeah. I forgot to mention there's this mechanic where to get extra money, you can shoot at a lifeless moon or a oh, lifeless yes, planet. Yes. I, for, I forgot to mention that. So you're not That's how usually shoot- matches start. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, like okay. people you, – you just go online and you see people are just starting to fire at the empty planets because in a way, if, if you're really good at it, it's actually better than just building refineries. Really? Okay, I'll have to try that next time I play, because usually I just build a couple of refineries and start shooting at my enemy. Um, mm, that works also. Right, but I keep forget I keep forgetting about that mechanic where you could um, shoot at other plants and you get money for every successful shot. I always forget about yeah. that until I see until I see the uh, the enemy doing. It, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I have to admit that's a clever little thing. Um, I, I kind of like uh, that was something also that came from interplanetary is that uh, I w- wasn't super happy how the how you basically just have to build so many mines to keep up your uh, economy and that's just oh. uh, you concentrate so much on that so I sort of wanted to tie it to the actual orbital mechanics that uh, money collection as well so all the time you're playing Orbital, basically you're doing the most fun things that you can do, which is fire at planets, and and you get rewarded from that. Right, and but but I like how you've made firing it like not directly your enemy also rewarding. Mm, like that's that's yeah. a cle- that's a clever thing. That, that's really clever. There's also the thing that you you can. Uh, well, if you dis- actually like a destroy a planet early game, even uh, well, you get dark matter. But if it happens to be close to you and close to your enemy, the shards do so much damage. Uh, basically, they're sort of like a late game damage level because they do start exploding a lot more back then. But uh, if you do manage to destroy maybe a little moon that's right next to your enemy at the very start of the game, you'll you'll get a little head start because the shards will just. Uh, fly at your enemy oh all these little there's there's so much it's funny when you first look at the game you're like just planets shooting other planets but there's so much more going on here (laughs) there's a nice amount of depth yeah yeah which which is nice and that and that adds to the replayability 
I mean, even after you're done the the campaign, and the, and those campaign missions aren't short. Like the first one might be like twenty thirty minutes, but mm. they get way more complicated the further you go in. Yeah, we made them recently a little bit shorter because I, I felt like they were a little bit maybe a uh, oh, really? bit overboard for for like actually I was I was watching that video uh, that you made you were playing that and I I was just there thinking that it's maybe a slightly little bit too long so we made them a little bit shorter like gave you a little bit more damage to make it sort of like a more fun thing that you uh, maybe you don't quite breeze through it but. It's a bit faster and more. There's a bit more happening there, so you can maybe, maybe new players will also get more uh, encouraged to go to the uh, skirmishes because the craziest stuff really does happen there. So it's like I'm, I'm really hoping that people will get to experience that as well. Right. Okay. That that makes sense. Yeah, I think my first. I think the. I, I don't remember how long like the first couple of missions were. I, I didn't think they were too long. But it's your game, man. (laughs) (laughs) But I've also noticed that um, on Steam, you guys have really pretty much really great reviews. This thing is really garnering very positive response with people. Oh, yeah. I'm really happy about that side. Like, uh, uh, yeah, this is like uh, so far, I think I'm most proud of Warpital of all the games that I've worked on, basically because of uh, of the reception that it's gotten. Like, I I don't remember. We probably had a couple of uh, negative reviews on, on Steam, but like I I haven't really heard about that elsewhere. Like all the all the like um, review sites and everything, it's always been very positive, and I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's really nice to see. I mean, this is let's let's be honest. This is kind of a niche thing in a niche, you know. Certainly, yeah. And and to see it, um, to see to see it get such a positive response is great, because yeah, it's a little bit of a cult. Almost. Well, not only that, but gamers are really, really like jaded and entitled right now, to be honest. And so, hmm. um, to see a niche game like this just get such a positive response is very heartening. I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. Uh, we actually like uh, when we started the beta uh, a couple of months before we released the game, we started our own Discord server, which is our first time of doing anything like that. And I think that was maybe the best thing that we did for the game because we uh, really like uh, really quickly it grew into this very nice place uh, where people are still still chatting about Warpital and uh, playing matches and whenever like you know we're still like a small company and a relatively small game uh, whenever there's someone going on Steam or something like they can find players to play with we can always point out to the Discord server uh, which is a Team Jolly Roger Discord and um, you can find the link to from our uh, forums for Warpital and like it, it's a really nice place. It feels like a kind of a cultish <laughs> in the in the best <laughs> sense of the word. It's it's a, yeah. It's it's always great when you hear a game has a actual a positive community surrounding it. Unlike a yeah. lot of games where their community is just toxic as as all get out. It's it's really nice to hear about a positive community. Yeah, we haven't really had like hugely toxic communities before that or anything but like um even even sometimes when it uh tilts to that direction just a little bit it gets really like rough for me at least and um 
and it's uh, for Warpedal, it's been really, really nice. So we haven't talked about uh, the consoles yet. It's coming to consoles mm-hmm. uh, soon, right? Like, how soon would you say it's going to be hitting? It's hitting all three of them, right? It's hitting the PS4, it's hitting the, the Xbox, it's hitting the Switch. Yeah, that that's the plan. And, um, well, I... I don't think I can really say any details oh. on the dates yet because uh, we're still working on that. But right. it, it, is, it is coming, yeah. I'm going to have to try the game uh, with a gamepad because, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's something... It's, I don't know if, if you noticed this, but there's something more relaxing about playing something with a gamepad than with a mouse and yeah, keyboard. Actually, like it's a little bit like a, a, some little things on Warpital are easier with mouse and keyboard, but uh, I, I've been like more leaning towards the gamepad myself uh, recently. I've been playing with that a lot more, and it's just like, um, well, the whole UI is sort of uh, designed in a way that it would work very well on a gamepad as well, and uh, I think. Like uh, maybe the targeting is not quite as uh, easy as it is with a mouse, but it's not too bad. Uh, but the actual like selection of buildings and uh, using defenses and stuff like that, that makes it, I think that's much easier to actually do on a controller. So oh, I do geez. recommend to you give it a try. I am going to give it a try. Uh, is there any kind of like, because a lot of games do this when you switch between a mouse and a gamepad. Is there any kind of auto aim going on when you use a gamepad? <sighs> No, actually, there's there's no auto oh, wow. really, but uh, but uh, it's it's not it's not too bad. You can you can you can have a couple of features there that you can kind of slow the aiming down, but it doesn't give you uh, a- a- any additional help. That's that's interesting. <laughs> that's good to know, actually. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to th- have to think about that if it come if it comes to it. Like, well, not many players actually do play with a controller but uh, those who have they haven't they haven't seemed to have much trouble with it oh that's good that's good uh i'm i'm very excited to see it come to consoles is there more coming for the game itself i mean it's been it looks like it's been doing pretty well so is there going to be any kind of dlc or expansions or anything like that well, we have uh, we have some uh, updates uh, in stock, and I'm sure that they'll at least come when the console comes out. Like uh, we sort of like uh, changed our priorities at some point more to the console, so this hasn't been gotten quite as many uh, updates as we were hoping originally. Because you know we have to have to use our resources the way we can. But uh, there's a couple of uh, in the horizon. As for DLC. I can only say that I hope so. Uh, we'll we'll see how the console launch goes, and it really depends on that. Yeah, I could see this doing really well on um, on consoles, both online and couch co op, because um, it's really easy to set up a multiplayer match. And like, I really like how you can have, if I remember correctly, you can have teams so you can play co op as well against um, yeah and on the same screen as well as you mentioned like uh, yeah that's something that uh, some players have mentioned very positively and i i think it's a it's something that it's just fun to try to keep up this uh uh couch play uh, oh tradition let's say because not many games do it nowadays uh yeah i mean there, there are i mean local co-op is thanks to things like the steam link and whatnot it is becoming more popular um, mm. which is which is great um but yeah it's still it's still not as 
it's still totally overshadowed by um by online play. But this has yeah, both. I actually didn't think about that. But this has both, which is really nice. Um mm. so I can't this is coming to switch. I, I gotta ask, how does this translate to such a small screen like that? Is it does it work well? Surprisingly well, yeah. Really? I think they uh, my, my, might be doing some some little things to the UI, but like trying uh, uh, it out a little bit, you know, still a work in progress. Those console builds, but uh, I like feel like it's pretty playable actually at the moment, even even without any like a specific uh, changes to the UI. Yeah, I mean. Because I mean, I've I've only seen a switch in person like once or twice, and it's it's not a huge screen. And I mean, it's, no, it's a, it's I've a played it a little screen. bit myself, and uh, it it's it's uh, it's it's surprising how well you get used to it. Like uh, you just transfer the game from the TV screen to the uh, portable mode sometimes, and and at first it's like whoa, but but you do get used to it really really fast. At least worked for me, right. So now that Warbital is out, uh, is have you already started work on your next game, or is it all Warbital all the time right now? It's still Warbital all the time. It's the console launch. That's uh, well, yeah. Let's say that there, there's like because as as mentioned previously, that uh, we're sort of like a sm- small company here. That right. we we do a lot of outsourcing work also as well. Uh, like I, I don't necessarily count that but yeah there's a lot of that going at the same time like as always but our next like big project like this and uh, not yet we it's it's still not even an an idea phase of what what we're doing with that we're just still going with the warbital uh doing some updates and um, really bracing for the console launch whenever that might be hopefully soon hopefully soon uh we gotta start wrapping up because i gotta go to work uh, <laughs> it's almost seven in the morning all right um, but folks, the game we've been talking about, if you haven't picked it up, because we've said it a billion times, is Warbital. <laughs> it is really fantastic. It's great in single player and multiplayer. It's very challenging, but not brutally so. Like, this is not like the Dark Souls of artillery games or anything. <laughs> Thank God. It is, it is challenging in a, oh, that was my fault and, and I need to do better way. Uh, which is excellent. That's the kind of challenge you want. You don't want something to be unfair. And this game, it's, uh, I mean, I guess unless you play on the most difficult level and you're not ready for it, then maybe it's a little unfair, but that's, that's your choice. So again, uh, but, um, yeah, the game is Warbital. It is currently on PC on steam. It has single and multiplayer and it's coming on consoles really soon. It's going to be on all of them. Uh, so if you want to play this on your Switch or on your uh, Xbox, you'll be able to do that hopefully soon, uh, as Sue said. Um, but it is really a fun thing, especially multiplayer. Like I played like I think one multiplayer match with randos who knew way better than I did what was going on, and they they kicked my butt. But it was still great to see. But you can also play skirmish with a really great AI, uh, and you can play co-op with uh, the AI as well if you want to like team up. So it's like three on one or two on one or whatever. You know, you can do that. So if you don't like other people like I do, you can play single player as well. Um, there is a lot to like here. There's a lot to unlock. It's very fun. It's very funny. 
especially if you play the campaign, you see what like the backstory is. It's really funny. So there's just I, – I can't recommend it enough unless maybe you're like me and you get anxious with games like this and, and after like 20 minutes, you're like, I got to stop. Um, but if you don't get anxious with games like this, definitely check it out. <laughs> no, we can try co-op at some point, I think. We should. We should. I'll put it on the um, – I'll put it on the the uh the calendar. I'll put it on the rotation. So speaking of that, um this Thursday we're playing that Viking game. What the hell is that Space called? Vikings. Space Vikings. Yes. Uh we got keys for this a while back and we said we'd play it. So Space Viking Raiders. So that's what we're playing on the uh Thursday land party. And then next Tuesday on the uh show we're going to be welcoming the developer of Stellar. We're back on our normal time, by the way, next Thursday, 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we're going to be welcoming the developer of the open space exploration and combat game Stellar Nomad, which you can actually download the demo of which uh, on uh, itch.io for free right now if you want to check it out. Uh, the demo is available, and it is actually quite fun. Uh, there, you can already join a faction and make money and do missions. It's very early, but there's already a lot going on with that game. So that's what we're going to have up on tap for next week. Um, and again, just a couple of things. We've revamped the Patreon. So if you want to actually contribute content to Space Game Junkie uh, with the right Patreon tier, you can do that now. And there's also swag, stickers, mugs, things like that for specific tiers. So uh, we just revamped that. And the swag will be coming from our new... Uh, Teespring store, um, which you you can find a link on spacegamejunkie.com, uh, but it's also teespring.com hyphen slash, oh god, on my brain, space hyphen space game hyphen, hyphen junkie hyphen, yeah, or space yeah, hyphen game, yeah. So, yeah, uh, if you want to support us that way, that would be awesome, but uh, yeah, so we have a lot coming up. So, Suzu, thank you so much. For taking Thank time you out of so much. your Very afternoon, pleasant. it's your afternoon because you're in Finland, so it's your afternoon, but our morning to uh, talk about Warbital. Again, guys, the game is Warbital. It is great. Uh, you should definitely check it out because there's, there's only like w- a few other games like it, one of which being their own Interplanetary, which if you find Warbital a little too stressful, Interplanetary is turn-based and it is just as much fun as this. It's It's a little... Less tongue-in-cheek, a little more serious, but the gameplay is the same solid artillery gameplay that you'll find in this title. But if you want a turn-based version of this, uh, go check out Interplanetary Advanced Edition. Or Enhanced Edition, excuse me. Um, Because that is also an excellent game. So thank you everyone for watching and for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye, y'all.